You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. like you to welcome someone to church to the father's house to your father's house praise the lord hallelujah amen our god is good our god is faithful great indeed is his faithfulness hallelujah hallelujah Amen. Praise the Lord. It's always a pleasure to gather with God's people. It's always a pleasure to look into the word of God. Every time you open your Bible, you must appreciate that it is by this word that the heavens are upheld. It is by this word that the heavens and the earth were created. Praise the Lord. It is also by this word that your internal organs were made. Praise the Lord. There is no consultant that knows you like the word of God. Praise the Lord, somebody. It's also by this word that silver and gold moves. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. He sent his word. And what did his word do? He healed and delivered. His word does not return to him void. His word will prosper in our lives today in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay, we'll we'll start our our, our meditation this morning from Luke chapter 5. And um, we'll read, it's a very familiar account in the Bible. It's about Peter and his uh, experience with our Lord and Savior Jesus. Luke chapter 5, we'll read the first 11 verses. Are we ready? Okay, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we desire that no matter how we started our day, our journey, let our testimony be that we are following you. Lord, let nothing be able to keep us from you. You are life. You are love. You are everything. You are the bread of life. You are the living water. You are Lord. You are Savior. You are lovely. You are excellent. You are beautiful. 
Lord, draw us to yourself. Let us be located, planted safely and securely in you. Are there situations that can't stay in you? Then let them not be found in us. Are there things that should be found in you? Then let them be found in us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you praise. For light will come and darkness will be dispelled. And your name will be glorified. Glory to your name, O Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. As we look at this account, we see something happening here. You know, just um, as we, you know, enter our meditation. We see that the account we have starts with a story of failure and frustration. The Bible says this fisherman that were found in this account had fished, worked, labored all night. And what did they have by morning? They had nothing. They had nothing. They had failure. Praise the Lord. Yes, that's what they had. In spite of their effort, in spite of their, you know, uh, um, you know uh, application of their skills and all of that, and resources, they had nothing. But you see, by the time we also get to the end of the story, we see that there is so much. Praise the Lord. So, so, you know, immediately I want you to see that, like the world will say, no condition is permanent. Praise the Lord. Immediately I want you to see that the things which are seen are what? Temporal. The burden, the weight, the circumstance. The thing that you're looking at now that looks like it's immovable. I think it was on Wednesday that we saw, or last Sunday, that we saw it said, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, what will happen? He said, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and what? Be cast into the sea and it will move. Faith moves mountains. Praise the Lord. In essence, God moves mountains. We're looking at this account today because... My understanding and what I want, I trust the Holy Spirit wants to share with us today is that our God is big. Praise the Lord. Our God is what? Our God is big. Our God is big. Our God is mighty. Our God is the Alpha. Our God is the Omega. Praise the Lord. Our God begins everything. Our God ends everything. Our God is omnipotent. Our God is omniscient. Our God is omnipresent. Our God is in your future, he's in the past, he's in the present. Our God is above, he's beneath, he's under. Praise the Lord. Our God is mighty. We, we can't tell it enough. We can't tell it enough. We can't quote that scripture. Eternal life is the knowledge of him. When you, you, you as a Christian, we as believers must continue to know how big our God is. You know why we must do that? Because every day as we live life, challenges, situations, circumstances of life continue to tell us how big they are. But they are all liars. Praise the Lord. You say, let God be true and every sickness and every lack, every situation, everything contrary be a liar. Praise the Lord. But you see, if you don't remind yourself, if you don't set your gaze on him, you will begin to see God diminishing your thoughts and you see situations rise up. Praise the Lord. And that is part of why we took this text. Because this text said, they told all night, it's the same boat, it's the same net, it's the same fisherman, it's the same river. Praise the Lord. And in a moment, it was a different story. You know why? Somebody say God. Somebody say my God. Is a miraculous God. Yes, yes. Our God works miracles. And these miracles are without restraint. This, in this case now, I don't know, he sent a message and the fish came. Uh, this God turns the hearts of men. He turns situations. He changes institutions. He changes governments and replaces governments. You know, he speaks peace to where there is war. He is God. Praise the Lord. And that's why when we come and we worship him, we lose ourselves in his presence. Praise the Lord. He's deserving of it. He's almighty. 
Are you with me? He is almighty. He is almighty. And now because he's almighty, I'm just trying to enter into the mind of God. Because he's almighty, I don't know if you've been in a situation where you had power. You know, you could do whatever you want. You see that when you're like that, sometimes it's not very easy. I remember, you know, I I pray I'll get to those days again. When my problem was what to do with my money. How many have had that problem before? You just, you have money beyond your problems. I'm telling you, you know, it's a difficult place to be. Because you're now thinking this, you're thinking that, you're thinking that. That's why we have people that call money misrule. That's the money is more than their problem. So the money is now causing accident for them. You understand? Okay, so, so God is so big. Now, God, because power is not an issue with him, you know what he has done? He has constrained himself in a way that you and I can relate with him. And that is what the Bible tells us in, in, in Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32 has an account of Jeremiah. How many of us know Jeremiah? Jeremiah was a prophet that was prophesying to the nation of Israel. Telling them that they should surrender. So if it was Nigeria today, he wasn't telling them God would deliver them from the, you know, headsmen and Boko Haram and all of that. He was saying, surrender, surrender. Your sins have brought this thing. Surrender. Your sins have brought this thing. Surrender. Don't fight. So they hated him and they put him in prison. But God was still telling him, this nation, the uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, is going to overthrow these people and destroy everything. In the midst of that message that Jeremiah was giving, God came to Jeremiah and said to him, Jeremiah, your cousin or uncle, you know, is going to come to you and tell you that he wants to sell land in the same place where your prophesying will be destroyed. He said, buy it. Do you understand? Buy it and keep it. So, I I like that story, but we don't have the time. If you go and you read that story, Jeremiah 32 Jeremiah obeyed God and bought the land. After he bought the land and obeyed God completely, you know what he now did? He came to God. Can we move back? Let's let's see that part. It's an interesting part. He he now came back to God after he had obeyed. Verse 16, thank you. Verse 16 says, Now when I had delivered the purchase deed to Barak, the son of Nerah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have what? Made the heavens and the earth by your great power and have straight them. There is nothing too hard for you. If you read further down, every verse will say, you show, you did this, you do this. The last one, verse 25, he said to God, and the same you have said to me, go and buy field for money in this same land that you've given to the hand of the childers. I seen this prophet. Now, now, what are you seeing here? What picture are you getting here? How many of us will obey that instruction? I don't think I will obey. I would immediately conclude that there is a mix-up in communication. Because you can't be telling me to prophesy that you destroy this place. And note that Jeremiah finished the obedience. So now, you begin to wonder, what was he praying? What was his prayer? His prayer was extolling God. He was just telling God, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're big. I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're wise. I don't know what you're doing, but I know the world belongs to you. Can't a man do with his property the way he wants? That's what he was telling God. He said, you made everything. Anyway, boy, he in that conversation that he was having with God is a statement we want to pick. It is a statement in verse 19. He said, you are great in counsel. Great in what? Cancel before he said you are mighty in work. There's a song we say, sing says, Great in cancel and mighty in what? Indeed. And that is the message God has sent me to bring to you today. That God is what? Great in cancel and mighty in what? Deed. He's mighty in what? But he's great in cancel. Now, if you know what cancel is, you begin to understand where this message is going. He's great in cancel. Which means he works his work according to his counsel. Praise the Lord, somebody. God is mighty, but you see, he's not, he's not a knife that will cut anybody that touches it. 
He's great in power, but now great in cancer. His cancer coordinates with his power. If we look at our text now, you're going to see something there, which also follows on from what we looked at last Sunday. The Bible said when Jesus got into Peter's boat, you know the first statement he said? He said, push out a little. You know why he was doing that? The intention at the end of the day was that he would launch into the deep. But you see, God loving you and I, I'm promising that he will not allow us to be what? Tempted beyond what we can bear. Deals with us in a way that we can get to the solution he has provided. Is someone with me this morning? So picture this scenario now, and I'm sure I might have a few people there. These people are in a state where you could call them frustrated. They are in a place of, you know, where, where, where we, we, we say they needed a breakthrough. A fisherman tours all night and catches nothing. That's like saying a transporter leaves uh, uh, with his luxury bus from Abuja to Lagos and Lagos back empty. No income. Praise the Lord. But expenditure. Expenses have been incurred. Nothing coming in. And then you meet the same luxurious bus owner and tell him, please, the youth fellowship has a crusade. Can you take us to Guagualada? What do you think he's going to say to you? He has just gone to Lagos and back. He did not find one passenger. Then he comes and is washing his car, trying to find out what he's going to do. Then you approach him and say, Joe, Mabuni, eh? Whatever, you, you can't speak my own too. Praise the Lord. He said, just, uh, we're, 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 uh, the, the youth fellowship, freedom fellowship, we have a program in Guagua. Please, this your boss is the type of thing we need. Can you go and drop us? What will the driver say to you? Or maybe what will he do to you? He will pour the water he's washing the car with on you. Do you understand? Don't, don't you know when a man is frustrated to let him be? Do you understand? Don't you know when a sister is frustrated to let her be? Don't you know when a, an issue? Do you understand? But God is what? Great in cancer. Now, I may have to pray myself. Can you come with me, please? To, to the scripture that makes us understand that no temptation has befallen us, but such as is what? Common to man. That is what it says. No temptation. That's First Corinthians 10, please. No temptation has befallen us, but such as is common to man. And God will not, this God, will not allow you, God is faithful, and will not allow you to be what? Tempted. I'm talking to you, not your neighbor. Praise the Lord. Because somebody is listening to me now and thinking you don't understand my kid. And God, this God, is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted what, beyond what you're able. Now, let's read the last part together, everybody. It said, but with what? But what? What is he going to do? We'll also make the way of escape that you may be able to what? Now, I, I want you to look at that statement and look at it now. When does God make the way? You know, there's a popular, very nice song that we sing. It says, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Okay? Very powerful and popular song. But you see, God is not going to make a way. The moment the temptation is there, God had already what? Made the way. That is what he's saying to us. He said, God will not allow a situation, a temptation, a trap, a frustration, a delay, whatever it is called, to be your experience unless in it he had also packaged a way. He had also packaged away. That's what he's saying. You see, the, 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 the Lord took me and said, tell them what the word with is. And we're going to do a bit of English today. He said, but with. You know what with means? With means in company of. So as your temptation is coming to you, you know what is happening? The way is also coming. Yes. Yes. As your way is coming, the way is coming. As Peter and his partners were toiling all night and being frustrated. 
Jesus was praying all night and about to come and bring the solution. But you see, when, when okay, let, let, let me just keep pausing so I can tell you all that I, I'm receiving to tell you. Mom, there's something we bought. I, I don't know whether it was candies or something that we're tra- struggling to open that you gave me. Was it something they gave us on the plane? I can't remember. Okay, but you know, you know all these things you buy, you know, that you need to tear open. How many of us have bought, you know, maybe it's candy or um, coconut, whatever, all of that. And in the process of opening it, you tore it and some fell off. How many of us? Yes, we, we are like Christians. You know, we're like the average Christians. You know why? We believe that the makers of those things don't have enough sense. So they made candy for you to eat and then gave you hard labor to open it. Because what happened in this experience, if I remember, we're struggling, struggling, struggling. And then we now looked and saw where the manufacturer put a line. You see? And when you go to that line, it's as sweet as eating the candy. But if you don't find that line, you'll be sweating. You'll be biting, pulling, struggling. Now, because the maker of that product wants you to access the good in it, why will he set an obstacle for you? He's reasonable enough. Your heavenly father is saying, I love you. I made you. I know the plans that I have for you. And there are plans of good and not of evil. I will not allow you to be put in a situation where I don't put a line that if you draw, it will open. That's what he's saying. So, his mighty deed is concealed in his counsel. Great in counsel, mighty indeed. Great in counsel. Mighty indeed. Another way you can call it is instruction. We don't like reading instructions. Nothing. There is nothing we buy. As long as we can get it to power up, we will never read instructions. Great in cancer. And unfortunately, we bring it to our spiritual lives and we are paying the price. We are paying the price. You know, I, I, I wish I, I was able to access one of those things. We were struggling. I, I taught me a man, you know, and then I adjust my muscle. I'll pull again. Nothing happens. When you now succeed to open it by that way, the whole thing falls off. You see that you have responded in a situation where there is a way as though there was no way. And that is why many of us are living lives of frustration, lives of bitterness, lives of anger. You don't know what I'm going through. Now, it does not mean surely, surely, Every one of us will go through trials. But he said you can what? Bear it. It won't be, be, it won't be to the extent where people are wondering what is going on here. God always measures the medication he gives to his children. Why? Because he wants healing, not hurting. He wants healing, not hurting. So you, you, you're here, you're listening to me. I, I want you to begin to see so that you can patiently... You can, like the Bible says, it says cancer in the heart of man is like what? It's like deep waters. You can say to yourself, first, where I am is not punishment. I've said it here before. Nobody is punished on earth. Praise the Lord. Even the full and has, nobody is punished on earth. Everybody that is still on earth, Jesus is still praying for them. Listen, I don't know about you, but I love good deals. I told you, I even price, I can even price a plane. If I have my way, if I'm entering plane, I'll price, please. Can, I, can you give me uh, this better seat at a discount? I like to get deals. Jesus shed his blood for the salvation of who? Mankind. I'm not enough. He wants to get the Fulani headsmen. He wants to get Shegumi. He wants to get Buhari. He wants to get all of those people. He wants to save every one of them. And he's still praying for them to be saved. You understand what I'm saying? So this is his desire. As long as anybody is on earth, he does not, he, God has no delight. When a sinner dies, it does not bring joy in heaven. The only thing that causes joy in heaven is salvation. Is salvation. 
I mean, for justice, the sinner might be, you know, exited so it doesn't cost more. But as long as there's bread, that's why Jesus patterned it for us. When he hung on the cross, a man that could do no good, he can't do new converse class. He can't do water baptism. He can't even go back to the people he stole from and say, I'm sorry. But because God is so eager to save, when he saw an opportunity of a man that will be dead in seconds or hours, he saved him. I want you to get that picture. Now, having said that for the unsaved, how do you imagine that you, his own child, he will now lock you up in a situation and it will be punished? No. What you need is cancer. What you need is cancer. Great in cancer. Mighty indeed. Great in cancer. No matter the situation. Great in what? Cancer. Mighty indeed. Great in cancer. Just say to yourself, God, you see, settle the matter of power. Power, he has it. Now, what I need to know is this. Which direction is this saying I should turn? And, and, and you know, this, this is so basic. And we, yet, yet, yet as, as believers, we struggle with it. We fight with it. We, we just resist it. Okay, I didn't finish telling us what wheat was. Wheat means, you know, because of or, or used together. So, my temptation comes together having, you know, my temptation has a way attached to it. So, God is love. God demonstrated his love for you and I. While we're yet sinners, he, we didn't even get involved. He sent his son to die. He also went ahead. He did not spare him also. And loud him. Delivered him up. So that you and I may freely what? Be able to receive all things. That's why when we pray now, we don't say, in the name of the Father's church that has been doing this. In the name of the prayer department that has fasted for seven days. Lord, answer me. Does anybody pray like that? If you pray like that, maybe your neighbor will, you know, fear you. You know, I I see people who come and tell people, I I, I prayed prayed for seven hours. I prayed for 70 days. I prayed for... No matter how much you pray, it's like somebody saying, I wrote a fat check to the bank. Do you know I went to UBA with a check for one billion and you're afraid of me? You should wait until they pay me one billion. Do you understand? My prayer is my demand. The answer is what I should boast about. Don't boast to me with your prayer. Do you understand? If you live in Abuja, I think people may have stopped doing that now. But you know Hilton, people get up, dress up, and go to Hilton. And they're walking up and down. No, boy, how now? Hey, digesting, Hilton Lounge. Say, where are you? Say, I'm at the Hilton. It's okay. After the Hilton, where are you? The guy has gone back to Guagua. The next day, he resumes at the Hilton. Where are you? I'm at the Hilton. That's not the issue. This is what is the intercourse. The Bible says, Adam knew his wife Eve and brought forth. When you have intercourse with God, there is a bringing forth. That's what we want to see. Are you with me? Okay, so God puts us in situations and he's looking, he's working. He wants to, for us to discover his cancer so that his power, just like we read this story. Of Peter and, and his, you know, co-fishermen. Look at what happened there. These are frustrated men. These are men that would say, just like we are today now. You, you know how many of us know countries had now? Oh, sorry, I should have said how many of us don't know. Eh? How many of us don't know that things are hard now? Do you know what is going to begin to happen now? The heart of people are going to become hardened. People are going to become mean. You see, the number one thing that suffers is worship of God. The number one place people, you know, uh, COVID came and obstructed the world. Do you know that one of the places that have suffered the most is people's dedication to God? Nobody has stopped going to work. Nobody has stopped eating like they eat. Nobody has changed their, you know, their, their um, what's it called? Their hobbies. 
go abroad anywhere. Those who are still going to watch Arsenal are still going. Those who are still playing football at the, the uh, point and kill are still playing. Those who are doing everything are still doing it. The only place where someone will tell you, ah, don't you know COVID, is when it comes to God. You know why? Because all the other places, the devil has no interest. He won't gain anything from you not going there. But when it concerns the worship of God, if you go, the more brighter you are, the less he can influence. That's why he's resisting us. So things are hard, things are hard, things are hard. We must be careful. The solution when things are hard, we must ask the one who is great in counsel and great in deeds. How do we handle difficult situations? How do I live in this tight situation? Praise the Lord, somebody. So the Bible went on and said to us in Psalm 95. Psalm 95 pictured a scenario. Okay, let's do Psalm 77 first. Let's do Psalm 77. Psalm 77 tells us about the experience of the children of Israel. And in verse 7, this was their question. He said, will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? I don't know if some of us here have asked that question. Time had passed. Years had passed. Opportunities had passed. And you're asking, has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Verse 9 says, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? He went on and said, this is my anguish. But what did he say? He said, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I'll remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Now look at verse 13. What does he say? 13 says, your way, O God. At a point, the, 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 the writer of this psalm said, your way, O God, is where? Is in the sanctuary. Remember the account when, when the psalmist was lamenting about the prosperity of the wicked. I don't even understand what you're doing, God. He said, the wicked are just prospering. Everything is going on with them. Look at us, righteous. Look at us. This is, this is how we are suffering. He said, that's how he continued. Until he did what? He went into the house of the Lord. When he went into the house of the Lord, he saw the blueprint. He saw that the way of the wicked was slippery. He saw that their end was terrible. And then he turned around and began to bless the Lord. And that's how come he could say, I've been young and now I'm old. And I've never seen what the righteous forsaken. No, he seed back breath. He began to see. Now, in this psalm, after this, you know, psalmist had meditated and said, what is going on? He's, he realized, oh God, your way is in the sanctuary. And then he reminded himself, who is so great a God as our God? What he's talking about here, we're going to say as we conclude. He said, you're the God who does wonders. In spite of this fact that it looks like mercy has ceased. Are you with me? In spite of the fact that it looks like, you know, his promise has failed. But he said, you're the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength amongst your people. With your arm, you have redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, O God. The water saw you. They were afraid. The depths also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out a sound. Your arrows also flashed about. The voice of your thunder was on the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Now in verse 19, let's all read verse 19. It said your way was where? In the sea. It was in the sea. Your way was in the sea. It said your path was where? In the great waters. Your footsteps, I didn't know. I see. So when, when, when they got there, he could now go back to verse 7 and answer the question. His mercy did not cease. His faithfulness did not cease. His promises did not fail. You know why? Because where I thought it was failing, there was a way. Just that I couldn't see it. Somebody say, Lord, open my eyes. That's it. Your way was in the sea. And you, know, you know what he's talking about here? He's talking about when the children of Israel were brought out. We, we may not have the time. God said, said to Moses, I, I read that account and I said, Moses, what happened now? Why, why didn't you tell these people the whole story? God said to Moses, I'm going to bring you out and then I'm going to ask you to be positioned here. I, I think that is um, verse, where is that now? Chapter, chapter 14. 
he said, verse 1 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pi Hahiroth, between Migdol and the sea, opposite Baal and you shall come before it by the sea. Three, he said, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land, and the wilderness has closed them in. He said, Then I, God, will harden Pharaoh's heart, so that he will pursue them. And I will gain on over Pharaoh and over all his army. And the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. So long before Pharaoh got up from his bed to say I am pursuing the children of Israel. God told Moses, I will put you people in a place where it will be like a setup. I am going to put you people in a place where if Pharaoh looks at you, he will say, now let me come for the kill. And he will gather all his armies. He will gather all his chariots. He will gather all his horses. But when he comes there, I had made a way. Are you with me? That's why if you read further this account now, it was when Pharaoh started coming that the children of Israel now turned to Moses because he looked like there was no way. He looked like where you are now. Before was the sea. On the side were the mountains. Behind was Pharaoh. When they saw their situation and immediately looked at it, they said to Moses, is it that there were no graves in Egypt? When you don't see God's way, you speak nonsense. Is it that there were no graves that you brought us out here to be killed by Pharaoh? And Moses said to them, you know, Moses said to them, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For today, the Egyptians you see today, you see no more. You know, it's not easy to be a leader sometimes because you're facing your own battles. How do I know? After Moses said that, he went and started crying to the Lord. That's why the Lord said to him, show us 14, please. 14 years. Is that 14? The next verse. No. Yes, 15. What, what, read for me what is there. He said, the Lord said to Moses, what? Why do you cry to me? You see, Moses was encouraging the people, but he was crying to the Lord. That's leadership. Okay? But God said to Moses, I told you earlier that I'm going to put you in a position that you will look vulnerable. You will look abandoned. Didn't I tell you? That's why I said to you, why are you crying to me? Come on, go forward. Are you with me? That's what he said to him. He said, take your staff and part. I, I, I built my express. My Julius Beggar had gone ahead. Go and commission the expressway. Isn't that how they commission road? In the name of the Father and the Son. He said, go and commission. Move forward. This is in the plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? Child of God, all I've come to tell you this morning is that before the problem came, there was a plan. Yes. Yes. You see, the, the devil, the devil, we, we say God is omnipotent. Maybe we should, you know, sometimes just, just give some, you know, credit to the devil. He's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. You know, he, he might be tricky. He might be desperate. You know, desperation can create a semblance of power. He's desperate. He's frustrated. His time is running out. But he's, he's in no way comparable to your God. And if God is on your side, child of God, you must learn to look down on the devil. You must learn to measure what can he do if God be for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are children of God for God's sake. We are his children. So God being for you, you think the enemy can package and plan a situation just to finish you. Your testimony will end. They say, that sister, that brother, ah, we don't know what happened to him. God just, no, God is not this God. His name is called Faithful. It's not this God. He's also the only wise God. None is wiser than him. None can outsmart him. I getting me. In fact, none can even stand in the way. If we, you know, I, I wish we just had time. Maybe at midweek. He said. He, he said. One of the accounts I wanted us to read. He said to the sea, "What did you see that made you scamper? What did you see that made you flee?" When you understand the greatness of the God we serve, you see noise. You see noise. Eh? Noise. I, I I want to believe noise came after the fall. You know this sound that people just shout and make a lot of noise. You know why? Because the greatest demonstration of power, one, because I'm not a saint, on earth is the sun. The light of the sun reaches you without noise. But if your neighbor starts, uh, I I pass my neighbor. 
the whole place and it can't power AC. Eh? It can only power DSTV. <laughs> noise. Real power doesn't make noise. The sun is sustaining. You won't hear the sun. No. So God, God's might, God's majesty. Do you understand? That's why sometimes we, we begin to wonder what they did. No, God is working. Do you understand? God what is working. God is at work. God is mighty. God is working. Praise the Lord. So, so we, we are readjusting our eyes so we can see. So he said to Moses, why are you crying to me? The situation you're in is not an emergency. Lord, help me. Let, 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 let's look at another account. Let's look at another account that will help us. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let's look at another account. 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians 8. It's an account of, of the church, you know, the Christians in Macedonia. We are, a few of us are very familiar with this passage as well, but you're going to see from a different light. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2 says that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Now, I want you to step back now. Remove, just, just be free. Okay? Just relax your mind now. It says, this church in Macedonia or these churches in Macedonia, what was their circumstance? What was their circumstance? What, sorry? Great trial. The poverty is second. The first one is great trial. So they were being heavily persecuted. Great trial of affliction. And then the second one was that they were also poor. That combination was where they were. What do you expect to be found in such a church? Backsliding. Murmuring, complaining, you know, withholding, nobody blessing anybody, nobody. But what does the Bible say? It said what? It said the abundance, how do you find abundance of joy in a place of great trial? When the Bible says, uh, uh, sing, O ye barren, is <laughs> a way. You know why? I said God has power, but he has decided to, to distill the power with cancer. The wicked barren cannot sing. But the righteous barren will sing. And when that righteous barren sings, it becomes a weapon of war. Great trial of affliction, they were joyful. There will be confusion in hell. I thought this people should be fine. That's why if, you, if you're married, there are couples, when there's no money and you fight, you're just behaving like someone who didn't go to school. The school of the spiritual. What else, what else do you think the devil wants you to do when you don't have money? At least fight when you have money. Slap your husband with, you know, one million. Let him slap you with two million. Ten million. Mm-hmm. Fight. Not when you don't have money. Then you hold him by the trousers. How will holding him by the trouser produce money? Where there is envy, strife. The only thing, you see, as you're holding him, you, there'll be a multiplier of poverty. That is the time to bless him. Say, nah, I don't understand what, you must prosper today. As you go, the doors will open before you. Do you understand? What, what, what sense do you have? In their deep affliction, Abundant joy. They were confusing the enemy. It's the wisdom of God. Great in cancer. It says, sing, O ye barren. It said, these are the things. Finally, my brethren. How, how does it say? Whatever things are true, whatever things. It said, meditate on these things. Don't meditate on the one that you don't want. Don't meditate on the negative. You want to come out from there. Don't keep talking about it. He said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your what? request. And the peace of God. He said, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What are you doing lamenting? Every, you open your mouth. My problem, my problem, my problem, my problem, my problem. He said, their deep affliction 
brought abundant joy. Their deep poverty, what should their deep poverty imply? They should carry paper. You know those people that people used to go around and go to the office and say, our church, we want to do something. Give us. And then people are writing 1,000, writing 500 naira. Fornicators, adulterers are dashing you money in church. And when they give you the money, they smile. I have blessed God. In their deep poverty, what happened? Liberality. They confused money. Is someone listening to me? They confused what? Money. They, they made, they, they, the, de- the devil will call a meeting. Does the devil have a bond? A bond? Guys, 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 come, come, come. What is going? These people should be quarreling. These people should be stingy. They should be saying, why should I give money to church? They, they should be asking, what, what, what are they even doing with my 10%? The 10% you're bringing is 500,000. And the AC alone in one day consumes more than that in gas. What are they? They said that's what they should be doing now. But how come they're getting more generous? You know why? Those people know the way. They know the way. Because the Bible says Isaac sowed in the land of famine. And what happened? In the same year. The way out of deep uh, is to look up, is to build on his faithfulness, is to remind yourself that God. Is great in cancer. What is he saying now? Don't worry what is happening. Don't pack at what is happening. Pack at what he's saying. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know why? Where you are came by the word. If you live there, God will move. He said to Moses, Pharaoh is going to come there. I'm the one sending for He said, I will harden his heart. So the problem came out of God's permission. But because of his faithfulness, he had also made a way. If you stop in the problem and refuse to listen to him again, then you will marry the problem in disobedience. But if when the problem comes, you continue in obedience, then the wisdom of God will unfold. That's what it is. So this, this church, this what happened. This what happened. They, they, they thought, man, we, we got them. You know, we are killing them. We are persecuting them. And they're poor. And the church became a, they made it to the Bible. We are reading about them now. Can somebody say my life will be a wonder? Why, why, why should I be walking around and everybody that sees me will know I'm not married? Meaning what? If, they, if I look like that, who will now marry me? If I look like a pity case, you'll think by doing that, you're generating compassion. No. Carry yourself. If you're not married, you're the bride of Christ. You're, you see, the married women, we're disturbing them. Do you know that? We're, the men are obstructing their worship. He said the unmarried cared for the things of the Lord. That's the way. You cannot be unmarried and then you're not also caring for the things of the Lord. You're caring for the one that you want to marry. So every day you look in the mirror. You, everything you do. Some people go to church because of marriage. They come to church during Thanksgiving. They're looking. Searched all over. Couldn't find no shooter. I find another. Another church. No, 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 no. What? What, what are you doing? Do you know God? Do you know that it could be the driver of somebody sitting by you that will go and tell his ogre, hmm, ogre, if you see this sister Mary, this sister, ogre, you must marry her. The ogre has not seen you. You have not seen the ogre. But you see, the wisdom of God. Is someone hearing me? You can't do, you can't, you are crazy. You see, what I'm telling you is not from believers. It's for those who have entered into this love covenant. He will deal with you. How will the father make your case different? If your own is like the unbeliever. Do you understand? How? If that road that God made in the sea was known to the children, uh, to the Egyptians, they would have gone around and, you know, trapped them. The way for you will be a way that an unbeliever won't follow. Do you understand? 
My, my, my time is going just because of time, because I, I trust the Holy Spirit has done this. There's one that I find amusing. And that one, I'm also, you know, crying to the Lord about it. Grace. We all know grace, right? Praise the Lord. Grace. Do you know that supply of grace? Do you know who this, do you know how it comes? God's grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, right? We all know that. But, but do you know what provokes grace? Everywhere in the Bible, you know what it is? Humility. Humility. You know, no, no wonder, you know, we've been mentioning little by little here. But when I saw that, how can I, sister, how can I, my brother, how can I have a problem and be proud in my problem? Eh? I think the Igbos the, the the say, is it Obonya uh, Ajon or something? Obonya Ononjo. Ononjo. You see, you, you don't have money. At least now, let your words be sweet. If you can't pay, eh? be speaking with nice words. Eh? You cannot not have money. <laughs> eh? And then take bad mouth and add it. Do you understand? Humility. And people of God, if you and I get this, our world will transform. Do you understand? You know why? Because in the wisdom of God, it's just like, you see, I, I marvel at how some things in the spiritual mirror the things in the physical. Okay, for those who don't have training, you know, God forbid, you're in an environment and you hear gunshots. Okay, what do you do? Sorry? You lie flat, right? Why do you lie flat? Why don't you jump and jump and pass? You lie flat. You see, any, in a, even in the physical, if you lie down, you're safer. Why will you not humble yourself in that situation? Why, why will you not just lie down? Why will you not just keep quiet? Why will you not just, you know, just su- submit a little? They said to Peter, I tried to close. They said to Peter, push out a little. What God is needing, what God demands to change your situation, is not that big. Well, well, it might grow big as it goes on. But he will not ask you what will be impossible. He said to Peter, trust out a little. He was going somewhere. When Peter trusted us a little, he was no longer on land. So he was in between. That's how he could tell him what? He said, go further. You've come to church this morning. God is saying to you, sister, can you just humble yourself a bit? Oga, can, can you just humble yourself a bit? Eh? So, some people are working for somebody. And every day you're saying, I'm tired of being an employee. I'm tired of, be, become an employer now. Eh? Do you know what it means to pay salary? You have just calculated how you just distribute. You know, I'll give my man goes and mama crayfish. I'll give her 5000 The person that is paying you is calculating how do I gather it to be able to pay you. And then you are working in that place with an attitude. It might not be your best, but that's where they're paying you from now. Are you getting me? That, that's where they're paying you. If they don't pay you your life, you know, things will, you will feel it. So, simple humility. And the Bible says, he gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 3.34, please put it on the screen for us. Proverbs 3.34. But let's see the one that says, he resists the proud. I think that's James 4. James 4.6. Do you understand? What makes many of us remain in an unpleasant situation for longer than necessary is what? God is resisting us. That devil has not been born. That can stop you from becoming what God said you'll be. Read it for me. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says what? It's not the pastor. It's not even the government. God resists. And Bible scholars say that word resist is a military term. You see, he stands. They're set up. They set up, what's that thing? They set up a bastion and say, you will not move. And to think that all you need to do is humble yourself. And then the road will open. 
I've told us the story here and I tell it as I close. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one to, you know, you know where it was and we don't, we don't, we don't double anyhow. You know that. So, but when we're building the, the other church, I've told the story, but for those who, who are not aware, when we're building the other church, um, we, we needed to build fast and um, we're build, God, you know, made provision. We're building very fast, building very fast. And this man from FCD, <clears throat> who was passing the road, I think they lived in life camp then, the area was developing. So the building was coming up in a way and we didn't have the approval, you know, officially. So every day this man will be passing, he'll stop. Unfortunately, when he stops, I'm not there. He will stop looking and tell them, stop walk, stop walk. And then he'll go. The next day he comes, the walk is moving on. So he sent people to say they're going to pull down the structure. When I heard it, I didn't want the structure to be pulled down, okay? So I prayed and we set up an appointment to go and see the man in the office. Luckily, the man is a Christian, you know, maybe I think going to one of these um, Orthodox churches. And he has seen it was a Pentecostal church. So you know how some of them feel about Pentecostal church. So I got into his office. As the door just opened, the man was sitting. I don't know what made me do that. God is merciful. I just went, knelt down and said, I'm sorry. If you see the countenance on the man's face. Before I left there, he summoned his junior officers. Come, bring this file. Sign it for them. Approve it for them. So is that what, so that's all. (laughs) You understand? That was all. And they would have brought down the church. I'm sure he was expecting the reverend doctor to come in, into his office and say, "Eh, first says the Lord, you shall not put down the lost house. The lost house that I'm building in disobedience, I need mercy. I needed mercy. I didn't think it all out. But God resists the proud and does what? He gives grace. Somebody needs to send it. Thank you. During praise and worship, I said we'll be doing obedience break in church. So at a point in church, we'll stop. You bring out your phone and obey. Somebody needs to say, I'm sorry. Somebody needs to say, forgive me. Somebody needs to say, I appreciate. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that little humility, the wind of grace that will come with it, you just don't know. Let's rise on our feet. The song again. Nothing is too difficult for thee. That's the song, right? Tea God. Great in cancer, mighty indeed. You are mighty indeed. Okay, I, I want you to talk to the Lord, please. And first of all, tell him you're bigger than my circumstance. You're bigger than my challenge. You're bigger than my problem. It's nothing to you. We started by Peter. From no catch to such big cash. It's nothing. Just, just Lord, Lord, know that I trust you. I trust you with my circumstance. You can handle it. I remove, I remove the question that one of the lepers came to Jesus. If you're willing, you can make me clean. That's why we, we you, ability you can. Today, I just want to enter into the place where I hear your voice. I know there's a way. I want my eyes to see the way. I want my heart to see the way. I want you to tell the Lord, I trust you. Tell him, my, my, no matter what is happening in my country, no matter what is happening in my life, no matter, you are bigger than it. Tell him that. Tell him that. Tell him that. What is a problem to God? What is a problem? People, if you've made money, you know making money is not a big deal in, in this country, especially in this country. Oh, yeah, One phone call. One phone call. Legal money. Uh, do you know somebody? Um, I want to buy a property in, in, in my time. I want to buy a property in my time. Do you know somebody? I need, so, I need a seven-story building. And then someone yesterday mentioned to you, my father wants to sell this property. That's it, too. It's not a big deal to change your situation. But you, you see, you must magnify the Lord. You must magnify the Lord. Is it healing in the body? God, even right now, is healing somebody. Because you're magnifying him above that prognosis and diagnosis. He's the creator. He, the inward, he said he who formed my inward parts. He formed it. He can reform it. He can move things. He can change things. He can alternate things. He is almighty God. Let him know that he's mighty. Let him know that he's big. Tell him, God, 
I, you have no problem with power. Once has thou spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to my God. Power belongs to my God. Power belongs to my God. Then the next prayer you're going to pray is, Lord, <laughs> obedience belongs to me. Lord, please. You may have spoken before and I didn't hear. Speak into my heart. I want to obey you. I want to obey you. I want to obey you. Peter shouldn't have. He had every reason to be hardened. Many of us have been hardened. The Lord said to me, people who listen to you today, some of them have been hardened by difficulties. But being hardened won't solve the problem. Because the Bible says it's a broken and a contrite spirit. Not a hardened spirit. A broken and a contrite spirit. Say that you will never despise. Give the Lord your heart. Tell him, Lord, it's been long, but I come to you today. I'm surrendering. I will obey. I will follow. I will do what you say to do because I know you love me. I know you love me. I know you love me. I will. Someone can ask for grace. Someone can say, Lord, I know what I need to do, but it's not easy. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. You are the way maker. Make a way for me. There's a scripture that encourages me. He says, it is God who works in you. Both to will and then to do. Lord, please, that, walk that work in me. Walk that work. Let me will and do your will. For you are mighty. Help me, Lord. Make that prayer to the Lord. And maybe someone is here. And the same preacher. I, 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 I don't even think I'm at the level where you're talking about. I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. Then it's my privilege to, 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 to lead you as you give your life to Christ. Because that's the most important one. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, whosoever, the thief on the cross, the bandits in the forest, whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Nobody has any reason to go to hell. Because the door has been thrown wide open. You can be forgiven. You can start a new life today. You can surrender that life to Jesus today. You can come to him today and say to him, Lord, you are able to accomplish all that concerns me. I bring my life to you today. And if you're here and the Lord is ministering to you, then please raise your hand anywhere you are so I can pray with you. I can pray with you. If you're here and you're saying, Jesus, Jesus, I I want to surrender my life to you today, the 10th of October, 2021. I want my life to be given over to you. I want to be to be yours. Yours. Totally yours. Yes. Is there anybody saying that? Any person saying that? So I can pray with you. I can pray with you. If you're saying that, you can raise your hand so I can see you and pray with you, please. Father, we thank you. Is there any person? Okay, that's all right. We, we cannot pray for fresh grace. Because I, as I know... That many of us have, have, uh, uh, have been hardened. But today, the Lord is coming with a wind of mercy. With a wind of freshness. He's coming. The, the word has come to plow our hearts again. If the earth is not plowed, the seed can't make progress. Lord, I give my heart to you afresh. Someone needs to rededicate. That's why it says you receive the kingdom as little children. Some things I said never. That's why they tell us never say never. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. On this day, I rededicate my heart to you. To listen for your voice. To obey your voice. That I may see your goodness. Your greatness. Your awesome wonders in the land of the living. Lord, I confess and testify. You are able. I make no excuses. 
Like the story I said, if they demolished that place, it would have been people would have been wondering. They demolished a church. They demolished a church. They demolished a church. But if I broke the law in not getting permit, at least humble yourself in asking for mercy. That was the way. That was the way. Lord, we worship you. Father, we just want to say thank you. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway, near next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.